2: welcome to three yards per carry a podcast covering the miami dolphins and the nfl now here's your hosts chris alf and simon
0: and you're on and welcome to another edition of three yards per carry the third from this week where we're going to preview dolphins bills on sunday but first this show is always brought to you by manscaped use promo code 5rsn get 20 percent off your entire order plus free shipping Prize picks use promo code five, F I V E. You deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars one time rollover, which means they're essentially giving it to you because all you got to do is bet it through once and then they give you a hundred dollars. It's a free hundred dollars. Take it. And of course, betteredge. Go to betteredge.com slash the number five reasons and you get twenty five dollars just for signing up. Hello, Simon. Hello, Alf. Hello, Chris. And there's silence because he's muted and he probably
3: walked oh there it is (laughs) sorry about that i had a little uh uh error uh technical error yeah we reached the
0: we reached the this is our first preview of a playoff game since the start of this podcast we started this podcast five years ago okay this is our fifth season and this is the first time that we do a podcast previewing a playoff game Unfortunately, I wish it would have been under better circumstances, but the injury report is out today, okay? It's almost a certainty now that Robert Hunt will start at right tackle because Kendall Lamb did not practice today. Robert Jones will play right guard in that uh, incarnation of the offensive line. Uh, Armstead is trying to play at left tackle, but now Liam Eikenberg is also injured. So Michael Dieter might start at left guard this is an absolute mess <laughs> Simon what would you do with this offensive line uh you know other than you know just you know turn the page and wait to the off season
4: uh new kit <laughs> um retire <laughs> um I mean I don't know I mean what you know what you want me to say I mean
3: <laughs> it's can we lines. retire as Dolphins fans <laughs> it's Sorry, all- say that to you can we retire as Dolphins fans? Oh,
4: I wish we could, mate. I wish we could.
3: <laughs>
0: like this is this is I, I don't get this. Like you know, like what's what's left? Like you know, spontaneous combustion. You know,
3: is there anybody no, to blame for this? You for, you know what's odd though, Alf? Is, yeah. uh <laughs> The line that you just the line that you just uh, I mean it, it all pivots on um, whether uh, Ter- Teron Armstead actually plays or not, right? But yeah. um. You, if he plays, uh, that you could you could easily make the argument that that's the best line the Dolphins have fielded all year. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I I'm not even I'm not even joking on this. Like you can make the argument that if teron Armstead does indeed play in left tackle, then Michael Dieter at left guard, Connor Williams at center. Uh, Robert Jones at right guard and Robert Hunt at right tackle is is the best offensive line. The Dolphins have fielded all year. It's the best tackle tandem. They have fielded all year. Um, You're not losing anything at left guard going from Liam Eikenberg to Michael Dieter. Um, And I, I'm not the biggest Dieter fan either, but you know, you're not losing anything. Uh, Robert Jones, you know, at at, um, at right guard, you know, he's, He's more of a natural right guard. That's his position. That's his best position. And no, he's not Robert Hunt. But at the same time, Robert Hunt is a, is a pretty, I think, strong upgrade at right tackle versus anything we fielded this year mm-hmm. um, at right tackle. And, and so I, 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 the case could be made. This is literally the best offensive line we've had all year. Uh, yeah. and, and We'll see it on a Sunday. But, I mean, it's it's possible. Yeah.
0: Let me get, let me ask you this. That's a bold
4: observation, brother.
3: (laughs) Just saying.
0: By the way, uh, I think it's, uh, I I saw today where their ranking for the offensive line is 22nd in the NFL. Like, that's a huge jump. That's 10 spots from last season, which is saying something else.
4: You wait till we start in the offensive line of Jaron Christian at left tackle, (laughs) Lester Cotton at left guard, Michael Dieter at center um james mp at right guard and
3: lemuel jean pierre is gonna strap and put and put on the the pads back on and
4: kion smith at right tackle there you go there's the line for sunday wow oh (laughs) kion smith
0: yeah um as far as raheem mostert uh he's he's still on the injury report he's wearing a wrist cast not a club although those things turn to be uh, usually turn into to clubs so it's not looking good for him it's looking better for Jeff Wilson and Savon Ahmed who i i think played his way onto the team next year uh i don't know if you agree with me or not we're going to do plenty of shows like that but if you can if you look up what Savon Ahmed's carries this season he's been an efficiency monster like the, he literally does not have a bad carry the entire season so and it'll got, I
3: mean, like 6 doesn't he? Uh, I yeah, think he has it's
0: three carries. He's had his he's had his his moment, moments. Let's just say that. But you know, does this game and look, they're 13 point underdogs. It's the big they're the biggest underdogs in the history of of the wild card round. You know, 14 is actually the record and it was for a divisional opponent. It was the, I believe the Patriots over the Colts. So they're, they're close on that. Okay. Uh, Savannah Akman has 12 carries this season. Okay. Does it boil down to, and I'm, I'm going to ask you, Simon, does Mike McDaniel have to start showing you something? Because if you look back at this season, of course, he hasn't won any games with, with his backup quarterback until he won the last one, 11 to six with Skylar Thompson. And. If you if if you believe in game score, which is just you know what teams are favored by or underdogs by, uh, he was actually minus one on the season, which means that his team, even with all the injuries, was expected to win ten games. They won nine, so you could say that they underachieved by one. They are thirteen point underdogs. Is he required for you to have a little bit more confidence in Mike McDaniel going forward to cover that spread, Simon?
4: Uh, no, not in uh, whatever happens on Sunday. I won't have any less confidence in Mike Medanio moving forwards. The Dolphins are in an impossible position. You you know, you're rolling out what will essentially be potentially your sixth left left tackle, your sixth string left tackle. Yeah, we joke about the offensive line with Jeron Christian and, you know, Lester Cotton. That's not beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, Teron Armstead said himself yesterday that, you know, if I can drive off with my leg, then I'll play. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. The guy was supposed to have surgery after week one. And he turned it down. He can't drive off his leg. You know, that's a pretty big issue for a left tackle. who needs to be able to drive to kick slide to protect the quarterback. Um, so, I mean, I don't. People are like, "Oh, why doesn't Mike McDaniel employ the wildcat?" Or why doesn't you know? As if these things just like happen naturally within half an hour. Mike McDaniel's like, "Lads, we're going to run the wildcat." Yeah, no worries, Mike. See you Sunday, uh, and it's all fine. That, you know, the 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 intricacies of the blocking system that need to go in. You know, people are thinking, you know, let's just run the workout like we did in New England. Let's just do it 35 times in the game and, and shock the world. It's not going to happen. This isn't going to happen. You know, so, I, I you know, I I don't know what people are expecting when you consider the massive amount of injuries that we're, you know, we're starting a seventh round rookie who's been not very good in a no. playoff game. You know, that, that's just our number one quarterback is out. Our number two quarterback is out. Our number one running back is out. and number one wide receiver's got an ankle issue. and number two wide receiver's got a shoulder issue. and number f- what four receiver is injured. and number five receiver has been out for a significant portion with an injury.
0: Our tight end can't block.
4: Our tight oh end, yeah, oh yeah, I mean, that's an issue in itself. Our left tackle can't go. Our number two left tackle can't go. Our number three, four, five left tackle can't go. Left guard can't go. Right tackle can't go. Back up right tackle can't go. Um, You know... I mean, the fact that there's healthy bodies on the defensive line at the linebacker is an absolute, you know, because really, apart from Trey Flowers and then Ogba, you know, they're all right, actually, in terms of depth. You know, Secondary, you know, you're losing what? I mean, God. Trill Williams, Brandon Jones, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. You know, you're starting undrafted rookies from colleges I'd never even heard of. So, um, yeah, I don't need to see anything from my Daniel because I know that whatever he does, it will be the best that he has and it and it won't be good enough. Cause we, we're not healthy enough. So that's just the way it is.
0: Uh, Chris, it, it sounds like Simon and I, and I, I tend to agree with Simon. Like, there's just so much you can ask, you know, you know what I mean? But, uh, he's giving a pass. I would tend to agree with him to give a pass. Do you expect, do you think that there's enough on this team to cover that spread? you have, Tyreek Kill, Jalen Waddle. Maybe you could gimmick it enough. Is there a possibility? Is there a, a path to to doing that, Chris?
3: Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. Um, I do think that there's a there's there's an ability to cover just because the defense has. I mean, it's, it's like I said um, on last uh, last episode. For the last three weeks of the season, this is the number one defense in the NFL as far as yardage is concerned. As uh, as perplexing as that that actually is. Um, but so so what I think it sets up is, listen, this is this is a this is very typical for the kind of game that this kind of sets up as far as the the point spread is. Arguably the high. I mean, I, I saw thirteen and a half, and I, I did see somebody say that that was the highest ever in a playoff game. But I guess the, there's been fourteen point one of the highest spreads ever in the fourteen in the. Uh, it is playoff. the highest in wild card history. It's the highest in wild card, but I, I heard thirteen and a half was the higher highest in all playoff history. Well, because um, you have so a Super Bowl that was
0: twenty two points. Either
3: way, it's either way. It's <laughs> yeah. splitting it's splitting hairs. It's it's yeah. it's about about the highest spread in playoff history so the buffalo bills you know are, are, are obviously they're feeling quite confident heading into this game um they think they know the dolphins pretty well they you know they're they're gonna and and they they don't they know that the dolphins more importantly they know the dolphins offense is not really going to be very good you know led by skylar thompson um and so and with the offensive line in a shambles the way that it is i i think bottom line is what I could easily see happening is, you know, before you, before you even know it, you know, kind of one thing goes wrong on Buffalo's offense, then two things go wrong and, and, and you got drives that just don't end up at ending points and you've got maybe a shaping up for a kind of a low scoring game on their offense from their offense, but also a low scoring game where, uh they're not losing faith that they're gonna win the game because they know that the opposing offense just sucks and can't do anything right so so they might feel start to feel comfortable well yeah we're gonna win 20 to three <laughs> or something like that you know mm. um and then uh and then sure enough something happens in garbage time and then there's there's your there's your spread cover um and i think that that's uh i think that that's of a distinct possibility with a game like this where the thing that isn't hurt as much right now is Miami's defense, which actually has been pretty decent the last three weeks. Why well, I say decent, but, you know, number one in the NFL for three weeks is, for the last three weeks is pretty interesting. Um, so, you know, yeah, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a way that this game could play out where it's just like the bills are kind of asleep at the wheel and then they win, you know, 20 to 10, (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and, and that's uh, and I I think that that's, um, that's a a distinct possibility where I think Miami, what I think Miami has to try and do is, is turn that around and, you know, get it to, you know, a, a 20 to, you know, sort of a 20 to 13 type of situation, but then a last drive, you know, a last miracle drive, maybe even going for it on two or for two points at the end. Um, you know, that's, that's what Miami has to hope for is just that, that one, that one last, uh, chance at the end of the game. And, um, it's, it's not going to happen when we all know it, but, um, but yeah, that's, there's definitely, there's a possibility there.
0: All right. And we're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about the game and the possibilities and what has to happen, which is a lot. But first, these words. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954 954- or visit their website at wcufl.com water cleanup of florida if you have the schmutz they have the guts All right, and we're back. Simon, if you look through what the Bills have done this year, and, you know, of course, you're you you know you're talking about a playoff game, so it's win or go home. So you, so you start looking at the possibilities of how a game can come close to where you can actually pull off the upset. And you look at their games, most of them don't apply. Uh, the Vikings game absolutely does not apply. The first Dolphin game does not apply because Dolphins had a very efficient offense. They had their quarterback. Uh, the Jets game in New York, the The Bills lose 20-17. to That's the closest thing you can come to, maybe a formula. It was turnovers. It was a short passing game. It was 35 runs from the New York Jets. It really is as simple as that. They need a lot of turnover luck. And are they even capable of running that game plan? And is that something you want to see from Mike McDaniel? Do you want to see at least the effort made? of doing something out of the box to try to keep this game close.
4: No, because I just, like I said earlier, I don't think that that's like, what do you mean out of the box? Like,
0: do you want to, do you want to see them do something extraordinary outside of, outside of what is their ethos this year? Or do you want them to just run their own offense?
4: They're playing a seventh round rookie quarterback. I, I don't think that they're going to be reinventing the offensive wheel. I mean, there's, there are limitations to what you can do, unfortunately like it's not going to be like a flea flicker on first down and end around on second down, a, you know, Stanford band play on third down, touch, touchdown, fourth. I, I you know, they're going to try and run the conventional offense. They'll try and establish the run. I'm sure it will be difficult to do without Raheem Mostert. You know, I mean, Jeff Wilson is a, is a pounder. Mostert has the, that breakaway ability. Mostert's not going to play. I think Ahmed gets a, a lot of touches um, and it'll be short passes. And, you know, I think I'd imagine that Skyler will end up piling up some interceptions. Um, you know, they're gonna he he would have to play the most one of the most remarkable games in the history of the playoffs. Quite frankly, to be able to to be able to win, I, I don't think that's hyperbole because the odds are so stacked against it's. That's just the way it is. It's you know, I'm sure Mike McDaniel will come up with 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 something. You know, but the game plan, it, the offense is not geared to being run by a seventh-round Big Twelve quarterback. It's just not. That's you know, the offense is predicated on the superpowers that Tua has, as most offenses uh, most offenses are. And as you know, as we bo- as we all know, you know, when the backups come in, the offense looks completely different because it can't be run in the way that it's supposed to be run, which is quick drop, quick release, quick throw, you know, darting receivers everywhere, guys running open because of the creativity. That's just not the way that, you know, there were throws available to Thompson on Sunday that he couldn't, didn't, wouldn't make, you know, whether or not he doesn't trust his arm, whether or not he doesn't trust his eyes, whether or not he doesn't trust the, you know, all of those things. That's, you know, and that was against the Jets. This is against the Bills, another really good defense. And I just, I I don't know that, Trick plays or changing it up is going to – you can't win with trick plays. You have to matriculate the ball down the field as best as possible. If they can get a run game going, you know, they can't get into a shootout. They have to keep it tight on defence. They have to punt – you know, they have to get the Bills to punt. They have to play good special teams. They have to play field position. You know, can – can. um Can the punt, can Mawson, who's who's been excellent all season, you know, can he pin them deep, make them drive the field 85, 90, 95 yards? If they can do that, play efficiently on offense, not turn the ball over, you know, get into field goal range, kick field goals, keep the score low. If they can do that, then they've got a chance. But it's a massive if against a quarterback who historically and notoriously has killed us, especially on big downs, especially on third down, especially on third and long, you know, the defense is going to have to play the game of its life against an offense that, you know, has found more ways to get the ball to different people, whether that's James Cook, who's had an influence in the second half of the season, Naeem Hines out of the backfield, you know, Isaiah McKenzie coming back from injury, obviously Gabe Davis, obviously Stefan Diggs, obviously the, the, the big tight end, Dawson Knox, you know, they can move the ball about to six, seven, eight different guys. With ease, John Brown now caught the big touchdown last week against, you know, we can't handle that defensively. If we can, if we can force them into some three and outs, if we can force them to punt the ball, keep it tight, play smart football, then there's a chance. But, I mean, I would be staggered if this is a game heading into the fourth quarter. Absolutely staggered. But we shall see if they can, you know, to me, that's the recipe for success. If they can do that, if they can keep Josh Allen in the pocket, if if Josh doesn't have one of his superhuman mutant knights, then there's a chance. But I, I I'm just, you know, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I just, you know, yeah. Any no, I game just that it.
0: any game that's close into the fourth quarter, it has to be accompanied by a, a horrible Josh Allen game. It has to be one of those games that Josh Allen ha- had against the Jets, or you know, the first time against Miami or last year against Miami Uh, you know it has to be one of those out of the ordinary games accompanied by a lot of turnovers and possibly one defensive score but Chris one thing I wanted to ask you is one thing that can be done and I don't know if you got this off the top of your head do you know how many carries Tyreek Hill had this season
3: Oh god, it is it's it's less than ten, right? I mean it's like yes. we're talking like five, maybe. Seven. He had seven, seven
0: carries for thirty-two yards and a touchdown. Uh I don't yeah. remember when the hell this touchdown was. When was the touchdown?
4: <laughs> it was
3: against uh, New England.
0: Was, oh, so it, was, they,
3: it was the first game of the year, right?
4: Was it? No, it was the other day, wasn't it? When he had the little caught the little
0: Yeah, so I yeah, I guess that New England Oh, was that a run? Yeah, I guess I that was a run right? run, right? Yeah, oh, okay. it was it was a lateral. Yeah, oh, okay. Know. You know, I think part of what would keep this game, you know, what would look like, like if we're talking about, you know, if this is a close game, what happened? I think Mm -hmm. it has to have, it has to be with 10 to 12 Tyreek Hill carries somehow. And he has to break one for like 30, 40 yards to set up points in one of them. And that's something that they haven't done all year. I mean,
4: they're not not going to, if he's had seven carries all year, they're not going to give him 10 to 13 carries. That this—that's just not his, he, he's He—he's not built that way. That's just not what he does. Where I mean, what are they going to line him up in the backfield? And or, or
3: I mean, well, he is I'm, former running back, so well, he I is. Mean,
4: but like, he's had seven carries all season.
3: No, I, I, and actually, that's that's more of the thing to discuss than than whether he's going to suddenly get ten carries today or t- in this game, um, because you know. He he sort of he sort of even confirmed that the conversation between he and Mike McDaniel was was surrounded, you know, the way that he used Debo Samuel, and and that's one of the reasons he came down to Miami. And and fast forward, we're all the way through the regular season now, and seven carries, and it's like, what happened to that? Because we could have used it. I mean, there were there was no point in the season where it was like, you know, now nah, we don't need that. Um, you know, it, it's it, it is Kansas City did more with him carrying the football, I think, than we have. And and that that is a little bit questionable to me. Um, if you're asking, you know, what can Mike McDaniel reach into his bag and and bring out of this game that maybe we haven't seen much of before? Yes, clearly that is one of the things. Um and they I mean he comes from a team that used Debo Samuel exactly like that. And 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 Tyreek Hill has a history in Kansas City lining up in the backfield and taking carries. And um and and he has so and and also the end rounds and jet sweeps and stuff like that. So yeah, there there's there's that. There's also Skylar Thompson running, and this was this was a guy who was a heavy Run guy in uh, in college at K State. You know he he ran the ball a lot, and uh, and we didn't do that last week because uh, Teddy Bridgewater can't throw a football yet. He had to serve as the backup because the number three guy had only just got the playbook like a couple days beforehand. So um, so they couldn't risk Skylar Thompson by having him by calling runs against the Jets. They couldn't well now you fast forward this week and maybe it's a little bit different one it's the playoffs and you've got just nothing else to lose here um and two you know uh teddy bridgewater is progressing i don't know exactly how far they're talking about in practice he's throwing 15 to 20 yard passes which is not encouraging that that's the sort of cap that we're talking about um but by game day, who knows what he's feeling like? But also, Mike Glennon has h- had more time to digest a-, a legitimate game plan, at least a legitimate weekly game plan. You know, you're not asking him to memorize 150 plays, right? So, um, I think that uh, I think that now there is an opportunity to do more with Skylar Thompson running the ball. There is certainly, I think, every reason to explore especially with Raheem Mostert out, uh, explore Tyreek Hill running the ball more. Um, you know that Jalen Waddle can run, run the football or can, can do stuff after the catch on screens and such. Uh, I think that, yeah, you, you probably have to be doing things like that. Um, but if I envision how Miami wins, it's, it's really not that. It's not. Um, I think it's something to do. I think it's something to keep drives alive, maybe. But I don't think that that's, you know, that's going to be the margin and, and say, oh, we just unleashed all that stuff and, and that did it. Uh, I think that the, any vision I have of the Dolphins winning this game starts with, I mean, who are the stars of this team that, that remain, right? Yeah. And that's, that's, where, that's where the conversation should center on. You know, we do have stars on this team. Xavier Howard in the past has certainly been a star. What if he reaches, what if he reaches, you know, in his bag and has, a, has, has a, the kind of game that we know that he can have. Uh, what about Javon Holland? We've seen him have elite games, Javon Holland, right? Uh, what, what if he does that? What if Jalen Phillips does? I mean, I've seen. Jalen Phillips even just last week had one of the best games I've ever seen of him, you know, uh, or or really in a long time to- in a while of any defensive end in Miami. It was it was like a dominant Cameron Wake game, a dominant Jason Taylor type of game. Um what if he brings that to the table? What we know what Christian Wilkins can bring to the table. He's a dominant player, you know. Zach Sealer, we know that he can bring what well, he can bring to the table. He's a dominant he can be a dominant player. Jerome Baker, we know when he's on you know what he can do limiting limiting the overall uh you know big play abilities big run abilities of an offense uh limiting with his range how much the offense can get to the outside and and things like that what if he has a big game you know that it's got to center around the 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 stars of the team and if the stars of the team have a good you know have a good day then yeah, th- this could be a close game because we do still have. I mean, the defense has quite has has a number of stars on that team on the team. Uh, Kater Coho is, seems to just get better as the season goes on, and I'm not saying he's a star or anything, but I mean, let's like, you know, that that's where the conversation has to center on. And then on offense, who do you think? Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Any given point of the game even a Skylar Thompson can throw a ball to a Tyree kill that has embarrassed a cornerback, you know, or, 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 or a Jalen Waddle that is, has that sprung sprung open. Even a Skylar Thompson can do that. If, if the stars on the team come out, then yeah, this is a winnable game. It's just, it, it seems like a hard thing to envision happening right now because it hasn't been happening. And, and that, you know, that goes back to, you know, where's the team's mentality at, Um, you know, how good, how good are, how good of a job are our coaches doing of putting them in a position, but also on offense, you know, if Skylar Thompson just isn't seeing anything out there and and, and then, you know, the offense just stays in the toilet. Um, But I think that if, if you do see that happen, if you do see the stars of this team that are there, are, there are enough of them to win the game. If they do rise up and play, then yeah, that's, that's what, that's the vision. That's the vision for how this happens. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. And it's a checklist. Uh, you know, I'm, you're talking about a three turnover, you know, on, on the good side, uh, you know, plus three on in the turnover ratio, at least you might need a defensive score. Cause the potency on offense is just not there now. Now with Skylar Thompson, two hundred and fifty yards rushing, something like that, fifteen yeah, passes.
3: And a I don't f- even know if it has to be turnovers though, Alf. I mean, if it's just it basically, if you just lull them because the offense is going to be. It's like you said, even with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle being stars, it, it they're not going. It, it's not going to be down to down consistency, right? Uh, or drive to drive consistency. It's explosiveness, explosive play potential. That's that's what we're talking about. Um, but what if because of that, because our offense can't get anything done, and if our defense shows up and and actually, you know, the stars come out on the defense, uh, what if you're just kind of lulling the button bills to sleep? You know, like and forget like three turnovers. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, what if you're just kind of lulling them to sleep? Like they're they're kind of sleepwalking through the game, and then before you know it, they've they've gone four drives. It's like, hey, we haven't scored in like four drives. What the fuck? Mm. You know, and, and that can happen. That happens in NFL football games against bad defenses. You know, mm. so you know that's 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 the hope.
0: Yeah, it's just a, a, they got to run a, a gauntlet, <laughs> you know. And I do believe that because ter- turnovers are such a cheat code. Like, uh, if you look at the numbers historically, plus three. Like, it's anybody. It could be the worst team in football against the best team in football. And plus three is, it's almost too much to overcome, really. It's only in like recent years. Oddly enough, it's Patrick Mahomes and he keeps doing it, which is, which kind of tells me all I need to know as far as the MVP race. Like, he's the new Michael Jordan, which means you could just wake up every single year and just hand him the MVP trophy and you're probably going to be right because there's nobody better like he's he's essentially the only quarterback in the and they're the only team that overcomes plus three in the turnover ratio so we're gonna get to this now simon they're gonna play the game like you know they can't cancel it so (laughs) they're gonna have to line up and play the game on sun on sunday the weather's actually gonna be good you know it's it's gonna be cold but it's clear skies no wind you know unfortunately That was one of the ways I think that they could have muddied the game and maybe equalized the game. Like, if you had just a a horrific, you know, horrific weather with terrible wind, you know, that kills the Bills passing game, kind of puts us back on par. And then it's their running game versus ours and, you know, which defense can make more plays. I think I would have felt a little bit better about that. But they're going to play the game. What do you foresee happening on
4: Sunday? Uh, I mean – I'd love to share Chris's optimism. I think the Dolphins will get handily beaten. I mean, are you looking for a score prediction. Yep. I, I mean, I'm going Buffalo 38, Miami 10.
0: Wow. Okay, that's pretty big. You know, I, you know, if, if Tua was playing, I, I would tell you that you were crazy because there's nothing if to it, indicate if Tua
4: was playing, and we were healthy, and you know, this was the the you know even the he- the health that we had. Four weeks ago, if Armstead was playing, if Tua was playing, if Mostert was playing, if Tua hadn't had the concussion, I'd fancy our chances. You know, yeah. I'd say this is you're looking at an overtime game. You're looking at a late field goal game, just like the other day. It's going to be come down to the final drive. It's going to be one of those games. You know, and I'd probably favour the Dolphins. Maybe, um, even though I think Buffalo are probably the better team, I think the Dolphins may, might have their number. Um, but I, you know, look.
0: Yeah, th- th- in my opinion, you know, like I'm going into the off season talking about, you know, and thinking about, okay, how do we win the division next season? Because I think that we've progressed to to have those expectations next season after watching this team play them twice and knowing what the potential is. So you know, I'll go next. They need to, but, they need so but just things.
4: before you before you go next, actually, look, flip mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Take you know a, a playoff favorite. Take Buffalo, you know, if they have, I don't even know who their third string quarterback is, you know, but they don't have one. Okay. So, you know, let's say they've they've signed Mike Glennon then, you know, if Josh Allen's out for the season, if if Keenum's out for the season, you know, if their number one running back is out, if their left tackle is out, if, you know, Tredavious White and, you know, Hoyer and Hyde and Taron Johnson, um, they're all out as well. Do you know what I mean? then you flip on his head and you yeah. say, Well, Miami's going to win this game because we've got Tour and we've got Armstead and we've got Waddle and we've got Hill and we've got Needham and we've got, you know, Byron and all these guys. Yeah. Miami would spank them. But unfortunately, they've the injuries have come at just a critical it doesn't matter who it is, really. I mean, the the 49ers are a bit of an outlier because of what Brock Purdy's doing, their defense is so good. But you mm-hmm. know, take Mahomes and Chad Henney out of the they you know, take Mahomes out of the Kansas City equation. Yeah, you know, that's a completely different Kansas City team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think we, you know, I'm not dogging on Miami just cards. The situation is the situation. And it it's would be dire. the same, yeah, but it would be the same with almost any team in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Take Joe Burrow out of the Bengals and their backup and whoever the third string quarterback is. You know, good luck with that. It, you know, you might have T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, but it, the offense ain't going to be the same because Joe Burrow is special. You know that, and that's just the unfortunate situation that we're in you know I'd, I'd love for us to be able to rock up to PACOM at the weekend to um uh whatever their stadium's called and you know with a full healthy team and think you know what we're gonna fuck these you know fuck them up on national television and head to kansas city and do the same to them but it's not gonna be the case unfortunately
0: <laughs> yeah they're outmanned they're, they're um you know I'm, I'm looking at that that line and i think i think they're gonna have a shot if they can get uh a- you know, a, a garbage touchdown late to try to cover that. But I think they fall short. Uh, I got the Bills 27, Miami 13. Chris,
3: yeah, you know, that's actually that's actually pretty close to where I come out of that. Because I, I do imagine after the emotions that, you know, there could be, listen, last week was such an emotional experience for the Buffalo Bills, right? Um, and And there's exhaustion, there's hangover from that. And I think that we could be seeing it's one o'clock and one o'clock is perfect for these sort of sort of sleepy games, too. Um, we could see kind of a sleepy performance just counting on the fact that Miami's offense can't do anything. Right. And and they won't do it. They probably won't do it much of anything. Um, but I could see kind of a sleepy performance leading to, you know, hey, Miami scores a touchdown late to make it like 20 to 10. Uh, or not late late not like in the last minutes but like you know kind of in, in in the fourth ish quarter uh to make it like 20 to 10 and kind of you know bring it to within within sight a little bit and and then buffalo you know wakes up and scores that final touchdown to make it 27 10 you know what i mean like like that's that that's kind of the game that i see happening um and, and I just, I just hope that I'm a little, I hope that I'm a little bit wrong. And then what actually happens though, is, is, uh, you know, the sleepiness combined with ball bounces the right way, maybe turnover. As luck, you said. I, I don't know about three turnovers, <laughs> but you know, I don't know about three turnovers, but I mean, you know, ball bounces in one w- r- well, three right way
0: the- at one time. Yeah, I, I mentioned three because three is the ultimate equalizer. It's almost impossible to overcome. Yeah,
3: but I mean, it's, but how often does that happen? I, I just don't, I just don't necessarily see that as, as needing to happen. It's just, you know, if if it is a sleepy game and then an oh shit moment happens, you know, or maybe two, <laughs> um, then then all of a sudden, you know, we could be having a different conversation, um, and hopefully we will be. But I, I very much doubt it.
0: All right, that's it. On Monday, we'll be armed with the results, and we'll talk about it, but till then.
2: Thanks for listening to 3 Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your
1: usual podcast provider.